the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. From our epistle reading today, let's listen to the teaching of St. Paul in his letter to the Romans in chapter 12. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are the one body of Christ, and individually members of one another, having then gifts according, differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. If ministry, let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, and he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. St. Paul is using a physiological description to teach us a truth about the body of Christ in the earth that we are to see very clearly today. He says, just like in the human body, and we know this about ourselves, we have many different parts of the human body, things you can see and things you cannot. But every last one of the parts of the body, differing in their function, is of equal importance to the whole and entire health of that body. And St. Paul says, this is you, the church. You are the body of Christ in the earth. Each, I'm looking at every absolute necessary part of Christ's church, his body, that each must function in and fulfill by the grace of God their very purpose for the body of Christ to reflect and manifest Jesus Christ amongst one another and also to this world. We all have such a grace-filled, important part to play. My friends, when St. Paul calls us the body of Christ, when you see any of the church fathers and anything in Scripture calling us the body of Christ, please, it is not just some clever literary metaphor that he's using to describe us. It is an absolute reality that we have been made the body of Christ in the earth to continue the very ministries that our Lord Jesus Christ was doing when he was in flesh. This same St. Paul says, and you've heard me quote this many times, and I'll never cease because it's such an important truth to us. In 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 19, St. Paul says that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. And we, the church, and we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, from Pentecost on, everything changes. And just like our Lord Jesus Christ was divinity, God enfleshed in the earth. And what did He do? He manifested the kingdom of God. He brought the kingdom of God to earth. 
He ministered through that flesh and blood wholeness to all who would listen and who would follow. He brought salvation through his flesh and blood and then he ascended. And then on Pentecost, he sent his Holy Spirit and he filled his people so that he once again would be enfleshed in the earth. And every ministry that he did would continue because through the church is the manifestation of Christ that brings salvation to every soul that is in need to be brought out of chaos into order. Out of lack of health into absolute Wholeness. This is who we are. And in Romans chapter 12, St. Paul is exhorting us toward the absolute necessity that every member of the body of Christ walk in the grace-filled gifts that they've been given to this end. And these grace-filled gifts, I want to differentiate them, not exalt them, Above our natural giftings. But I want to differentiate them because it's what Paul is talking about. You know, all of us have natural giftings. And we've been trained for certain things. And we become good at certain things that we can accomplish in our flesh. Some of us have wonderful financial minds that are helpful to the body of Christ. Some of us are musically trained and talented, which helps us in our worship and lift our hearts to God. Some of us are gifted in organization and planning, and we need them to take their part. And some of us are good at so many of the different necessary manual labor things necessary to be good stewards of what we have, from plumbing to electricity, you name it. And these are all gifts we must walk in. But St. Paul here is talking about Another set of gifts that are necessary in the body. Ones that we cannot do in our flesh alone. Ones that we must be dependent upon the grace of God to be used and glorify God for the benefit of one another and those outside of his church. Listen to what St. Paul says. He lists some of these gifts that he's exhorting us to walk in. Prophecy, ministry, this is the ministering that Christ did, teaching the truth, protecting the truth, exhortation, that is encouragement to the souls of every brother and sister in Christ to stay in our Lord Jesus Christ and remain in Him. Mercy. In 1 Corinthians in chapter 12, St. Paul continues this list, and believe me, it's not exhaustive. But he continues this list of gifts that are in the body by the grace of God for the manifestation of Christ and his salvation among us. When he says to one is given the word of wisdom, one a word of knowledge, one faith, one healing, one discerning of the spirits. When you look at all of these prophecy, ministry, teaching, exhortation, mercy, faith, healing, discerning of spirits. Who is this? Who is this that this is describing? It's Christ himself. Is this not what he did? Is this not what he showed was his nature, his characteristics, what he brought when he brought the kingdom of God? And St. Paul is telling us that by the Holy Spirit, each of us can share in these giftings for the benefit of all. The next question 
to me that is a great question to ask of God is how, Lord? Lord, what do you want of me? What do you want of me beyond my flesh and blood and capabilities? What is it that you want of me? How do I discover, Lord, how I can be used as St. Paul is talking about and was always evident in the body of Christ? The answer comes if we look a few short verses before what we started reading today. Because St. Paul says something very important to this. In fact, none of what he said of what you heard read and we've discussed so far is even possible without how he started Romans chapter 12. And we recognize these verses because we say them in every Mass. Listen to what he says. And this is the only way possible that Christ can continue his ministry through every living stone, every part of his body. I begin reading in verse 1. St. Paul says to the church, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you offer yourselves a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. There are two things here so critical to each member of the body taking their place by the grace of God. To become Christ as we join together. The first is this. St. Paul says we must live a life that offers ourselves. Holding nothing back. That we present in response to the offering that we have been given by our Lord Jesus Christ. The response is a response of love. It is the Isaiah response. Here I am, Lord. Send me. I offer you everything that I am. And I remain in you all of my days. My life is no longer my own. My life is yours. It is the posture of the Blessed Virgin Mary when the Archangel Gabriel told her what the will of God was, that the incarnate Christ would come through her. And what is her posture? It's offering. Be it unto me as you have said. Do you see that? In order to fulfill every good purpose, and believe me, our Lord Jesus Christ has significant Purposes that are truly wonderful that he wants to write in and through your lives for the benefit of others. And the only way that's possible is if we take on the posture of the one who offers themselves back to Christ. Now, I want you to think about this. What are we really doing? In offering ourselves, we are becoming like Christ. I want you to think about the nature of God. The nature of God from the beginning and all the way through did he not offer all at all times to his people? He created everything as a love gift offering. And then he created Adam and Eve and he set them in this blessed creation that he'd offer them. And then he offers them himself to share himself with them, that they grow to become like him and enjoy everything in the order that he had created. Did our Lord Jesus Christ God in flesh not offer himself everything, even unto death, 
for the salvation of all. So my friends, when St. Paul calls us to offer ourselves, we are becoming like God by grace every time we do so. We are taking on, we are participating in the nature of God. And everyone who offers themselves in that way, our Lord will fill them with all grace and direct their steps, and they will take their place in the body of Christ with all the other grace-filled parts, and Christ will manifest His kingdom amongst His people. There's a second part that St. Paul said in those first few verses that make possible the operation of Christ, the ministry of Christ through us. When he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's part of our offering. Part of our offering is turning away from all the things that are not of God. The things that damage the soul and muddy the view of God within us. To abandon those things and to turn to Christ with that blessed offering. Everybody knows what a prism is, right? Prism. Multi-sided, beautiful, and when a ray of light shines into a prism, rays come out of it in all these different beautiful colors. My friends, prisms covered with mud do little good. Hmm? If a prism is filthy and dirty and unclean, and you try to shine a ray of light through it, nothing's going to come through. But let that prism be clean. Let it become pure as it was. And all of a sudden, the ray of light that shines through it, many rays come through it and, and absolutely show the splendor of that initial light. Do you see what I'm saying? With our self-offering, we turn to God and through the life of repentance, He washes us and He cleanses us as we depart the things of this world. And we offer our whole selves to God. Then you will know these gifts that God wants to use for you. Then you will know how God can use you as one part of the whole body of Christ. And I bring you one final thought. Because it's what St. Paul writes. Just after he writes about the gifts and exhorting us to use them as all parts of the body. He tells us how to use them. When he says this. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own when we offer ourselves to Christ and we say, here we are, Lord, use us. We do so with the same humility found in Christ who lowered himself for the benefit of others. We bow before one another, not to worship, but in honor and love of one another, to serve one another by these grace-filled gifts. And my friends, believe me, every last one of us in this room, including your priest, from time to time, we will struggle with our pride. There is no question of this. But remain in Christ. He helps us take care of that. But I tell you what the Lord is looking for. 
He's not looking for those to offer themselves like the Pharisees. Oh Lord, look at my accomplishments. Look at my gifts. Look what I can do. Just turn me loose. Right? This is not the posture St. Paul is talking about. It's in humility that we bring ourselves to Christ and before one another. My friends, if we will walk as St. Paul says, offering ourselves, not being conformed to the world, which means we are offering our whole beings, soul, mind, and body, everything we are, holding nothing back. When we offer ourselves to God in that way, in humility, for the sake of the love of Christ and the sake of the love of His body, the kingdom of God will be manifest because Christ will take every piece of His body and He will put it together. And you've heard me describe it like this. I think it's still just a perfect example when you think of a mosaic picture. You know those mosaic pictures? They have these little tile squares that have something on them. And you leave them on the side and you pick one up and you just really don't get what this is saying, do you? But you take all of those pieces of the mosaic and let it be put together in a perfect order. And all of a sudden, you see the revelation of the intention of the artist. All the mosaics of Christ. And I told you about the one that I saw down at St. George in Houston. That literally is as high as this wall. And there's one of the crucifixion on one side. And there's one of the resurrection on the other side. And I got up close to that mosaic. And I saw those little pieces. But when you step back three or four feet, you notice because they were perfectly put together, they testified to the truth of Christ, and I saw it. It is the same thing in the body of Christ. Offer yourselves in humility. Live all of your days in Christ, and He will manifest His kingdom here. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.